Welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, December 14th, 2020. Hope that you all are doing well. Hope that you've had a great weekend. Can you believe that we are winding down 2020? I'm pretty sure many of you all are super excited about that and super happy as if once the clock strikes 2021, boom, we out of this. Hey, not just yet. So let's make sure that we are being mindful and taking our time um, to grow and learn in this. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out and thank you to everyone who is tuning in, whether you are new or whether you are returning. Thank you for your support for this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode and every other episode that you might be checking out. With that being said, please make sure that you stay subscribed or that you do subscribe and encourage others to do the same thing as well on whatever platform you might be listening on. Listen, I am so excited for the conversations that we're going to have this week. So this is going to be a three-part series that we will do this week. Um, calling it back to the basics and this back to the basics is going to flow around um, three key components really two but I guess you could call it three depending on how we split it up right so today we're going to be covering um, the back to the basic standpoint of dealing with our toxicity and the urges to be messy and petty in our own lives, right? And this is going to lead up to a greater conversation of being love to ourselves and to those around us, whether we agree all the time or don't. Um, It's something that we can do. And in this, there are two conversations of love that we're going to have, right? The first is going to be um, loving ourselves, and the next will be loving others. And these both play hand in hand, right? So we're going to do this back to the basic series this week, and I'm super excited about it. And I want to kind of give you a little bit of backstory on where this came from, right? And so um, as of recently, I've been doing more conversations um, on and around my community that I live in here um, in the state of Washington, right outside of Seattle. And in this, we've been having these different conversations um, around, you know, what's taking place in the community, um, specifically around black people and other people of color, indigenous people in the area that we live in that is predominantly white, um, but that have people of color, you know, moving into the space are already here and just how to make it more of a community as a whole for everybody. Right. Because the reality is, is that not everybody's used to seeing people that don't look like them, um, that do not maybe share some of the same experiences and backgrounds or whatever the case might be. And in an attempt to bring about better community and love, um, they've been having these series of conversations. And so one took place on Saturday that I was a part of and um during the conversation i found myself really just talking about how you know a lot of times people can talk about how things and and places can be racist right and this led into a good conversation though for me just bringing out this idea that kind of hit me in the moment of is our town racist i wouldn't say that are people in the town racist absolutely Racism is everywhere. Um, But what it did kind of bring me to was this idea that while the town itself might not be racist, the town itself can show a lot of times that it's very messy. Right. And that messy underbelly that we see is actually a greater representation of the messiness that we see in the surrounding cities and our world, country, nation, whatever as a whole. Right. And so I thought that this was really important because of the fact that when we talk about being better, when we talk about um, 
doing better as as a people it first starts with self right where does the messiness come from where do these toxic traits you know tend to arise from all of these things matter right and i want to just break this down for us in an attempt to say hey guess what even though you've carried toxic traits even though you've done some things that were uncharacteristic and messy you don't have to continue in this route you do not have to continue to do the same thing and here are some ways that we can make the change with it, right? And so today's conversation is bigger than my city. It's bigger than the area. It's us as a people, right? Being sure that we are making time to have some reflection and um, how we operate as people, right? So just stick with me for a few minutes. This will not be a long conversation. A lot of this is pretty simple. I will say this, the biggest challenge will be the willingness to put these things into practice and to challenge ourselves to see where we fit in the grand scheme of all of, all of this, excuse me. So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into it, right? Um, a lot of us, for whatever reason, in different seasons can operate in messiness. And I want to break some of these downs, right? Some of the causes behind us being messy people or toxic people, they vary, right? With a year like 2020, some folks are frustrated and they're at their wits end, right? And it has caused them to start acting and responding out of the frustration that they're dealing with um, in 2020 specifically, right? Maybe you have lost a bit of your luster and zeal to be the loving person that you normally are, to be the more open and um, embracing type of individual that you would normally be, right? Understandable. Does it make it right? No, but I'm simply saying in this conversation, there is no judgment. So it's understandable, right? Because we're frustrated, because we're at our wits end, this is what we do. For others, um, some of us have been so used to mess and dysfunction in our lives, right, growing up, that it's all we know and it's all we thrive on, right? This can come from a lineage of, you know, toxicity and messiness from family members before us, from, you know, parents, from those we, we got a chance to see growing up, maybe some from some relationships, whether in, in family or romantically or friendships, right? And you hung around toxic circles of friend groups and it didn't help. And I just, I want to tell you there, look, if that's you, there's no judgment as well, right? For each of these causes or reasonings behind messiness, there's no judgment, right? And then some people are responding out of trauma and pain from the life that they lived um, growing up as well, right? Um, maybe you were the victim to some traumatic experiences. And over the time, it has altered how you approach life. It has altered how you change things, right? Whatever the case might be for you, um, I, I want to let you know that I hear you and I see you as well. Some people are toxic and messy because they're insecure. If we're going to keep it a buck, some, some, some of you listening right now, and I'm not throwing you under the bus because I used to be the same way, because of our insecurities, no matter what our title is, no matter what we do, no matter how much we've gained, acclaimed, um, no matter how much we've been able to bring in when it comes to our accolades and achievements, we could still be super messy because we are insecure, right? A lot of times I have come across people and I myself have been the person to do this, but we strive so much on all of these acclaimed things, all of these achievements, um, and all of these accolades in an attempt to hide 
that little small insecure child, that person that was done wrong. I get it. And I just want you to know that you were seen. And in this, it can push us to be very messy. It can push us to be very toxic. And I want to let you know that this does not have to continue to be the route for you, right? Um, with, with wherever you are when it comes to what causes your messiness or toxicity, whether it is the hurt or the pain or it's been your upbringing and you're used to this dysfunction, at the end of the day, there's no justifiable reason to be messy. And with that being said, we must do better. And I want to encourage you all with this to start thinking from a mind frame and set of we must do better. Now, I'm getting ready to release my seventh book in January. It's called The 31 Days of Power. And with this book, um, there is a chapter that is dedicated to this conversation. I'm not going to get into too much of that, but I will let you know that some of these points are going to be precursors to what you will find in this new book. And I think that it's important for us to address it, right? Um as we address our mess and our toxic ways, there are several things that we must do. I think first and foremost, right, we've got to be able to um, ask the hard questions about ourselves. And, and I want to encourage you in this to let you know that it's OK to ask hard questions about yourself. Right. It is OK to ask questions um, and 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 even taking a look at what we have put into this world and into the lives of others when it comes to moments where we were messy and times where we were toxic, right? It's okay to do that. And the reason why I'm pressing so deeply in right here on this part is because a lot of times when we get to those moments where we do see our ugly, where we do see some of the things that we've done, what we tend to have happen is that it's easy for us to run away. Um, and it, it feels like it's easy just to stay in the comfort of doing what we had done previously rather than than changing our ways and making a, a difference by diving deeper into those areas and being able to change them for the better. And I want to let you know that while it might feel easier to stay in comfort in moments and times where you get a chance to see you're indifferent, where you get a chance to see you're bad and ugly, that it is actually going to be better for you over the long haul to deal with those things as they approach and as you come across them, right? And, and I want to give you all some help here. A few things that we can do in this in this space. I think the first is that we've got to be able to get to the root cause of what it is that has us in this toxic space. So a few minutes ago, I talked about the traits and some of the things that can lead us into being toxic people, right? But I want to encourage you all to get to the root cause, which means addressing our mess and our toxic ways, getting to the root cause and understanding it. And after we take some time to understand it, we've got to start addressing it, right? I also want to encourage you all to take time to practice self-reflection, right? Because here's what happens, right? We, Of course, we need to figure out the root cause and the issues that cause us to act out and respond with mess, right? But then even in the practice of, of, of self-reflection, right? We talk about self-care and that's a part of it. But I think before we can self-care, we've got to reflect first. We've got to take time to not only look at ourselves and get to the root cause, but maybe there are some specific situations, right? Maybe there are some specific instances where this happened. And because of that, we have got to get back to, as I reflect, 
are there some people that I need to go back and talk to? Are there some individuals who I've brought hurt and pain to? Are there some people who I was supposed to be a blessing to, but because of how I carried myself and how I acted with them, I was actually a burden and I tore them down in the process, right? Self-reflection can help us when it comes to getting a chance to truly not only see ourselves, but see ourselves in the moment. Of course, we're in the holiday season, so I got to throw in a holiday pun. It's kind of like Scrooge, right? Being visited by those three different ghosts, right? Past, present, and future. (laughs) And that reflection is so much more effective when we are actually reflecting on moments and being able to see ourselves toxic in different times in different instances i don't know what it is but when we can see ourselves in those instances and moments it makes such a huge difference right um the next thing that i want to encourage you all to do is after you have practiced your self-reflection you got to start taking care of yourself and i'm not talking about self-care from a standpoint of oh well i'm gonna just go out to the movies and have some one-on-one time or i'm gonna go you know have a, a spa day a mani petty day no that's not the kind of self-care that we're doing here this self-care now comes with us being able to um to a degree i guess you can say uh pouring out and ridding ourselves of all of those negative traits and ways that have caused us to be this way. This is not pretty. Honestly, self-care in itself normally isn't pretty. I know a lot of times it's painted as such, but truthfully healing, um, it, it can hurt. Healing can definitely be one of those things where it's not always easy. And, and so I think that it's important for us to make sure that we understand this going in. You might have some crying moments. You might have some some gut-wrenching moments as you see yourself, as you as you recognize your trait. You might have some times where it, it hurts. And I just want to let you know that that is okay. Um, it doesn't take away from the validity of your healing. It doesn't take away from the validity of the strength that is inside of you. It doesn't make you weak. It simply says that you are actually getting to a space where you are feeling again where you are gaining an understanding, where conviction still rests inside of you. And that's a good thing. The next thing that I want to encourage you all to do, um, as you take time to reflect, I think that going back to that analogy that I gave us of the whole self-reflection thing of past, present, future, I want to stick with that. And I want to talk about reflecting in the present because that is so important, right? Reflecting in the present looks like checking yourself when you know or feel like you have an itch to be messy or toxic moving forward. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe something is said and or done that just got you infuriated, right? I just need you to know that in those moments and times, this is where you do heart checks. This is where you take the time to check yourself and and be honest and say, yo, I feel this thing rising And every desire within me wants to respond in a way that is messy or toxic. Or let's be real. Sometimes it won't always come through somebody doing you wrong, doing you in or hurting you. Sometimes you get that urge to be messy and toxic when nobody's bothering you 
and you see someone else doing well and you feel like it's your duty or that hurt and pain or that frustration or let's let's dive deeper that jealousy or envy inside of you makes you feel like oh i gotta do something to care in this day. i mean excuse me i gotta do something to mess up this day right and in those moments this is what happens and i want to backtrack right there because i just gave you all a prime example of it i did it on purpose but that's what it looks like in the moment where we could say something crappy right i know it's so easy for us to call people a karen nowadays and all of that but what do i mean by that when i say that because of course you know we know the karen is the person that usually wants to speak to the manager it's the person that's usually in other people's business and wants to reign on somebody else's parade right but even in those moments right it can pull us into being messy with them right and so what am i saying don't allow somebody else's mess to become yours that is what it looks like when i say check yourself and check your heart the next thing i want to encourage you all in is that we have to be intentional about being honest and turning our backs on those moments of shadiness and getting out of that puppet master syndrome and what do i mean by that break this thing down shadiness obviously um you know comes with those moments like i just mentioned of jumping into somebody else's mess because they decided to be messy with you right but also getting out of that puppet master syndrome and what i mean by that is that a lot of times when we are going through the fire of fighting the moments to be toxic and those moments to be messy what we tend to have happen is is that we are being controlled whether good or bad by somebody else whether it's somebody who said or did something to us or whether it's just our envy and frustration and jealousy we are literally being controlled by somebody else as the puppet master because of what they have going on what they've done yada 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 and so all i'm saying is is can you remember that you are a free individual that you are whole and that your job is not to be controlled by somebody else when it comes to their actions or what they do and what they say and then finally i want to leave you with this you are definitely better than the mess that you create and and i want to encourage you to do and be better with that and why do i say that you're better than the mess that you've created because a lot of times it feels like i said once again easier to stay in the mess rather than to heal but that is not who you are that is not what you're called to do so with that being the case I want to encourage you to rise above in the moments where you could choose mess. Don't in the moments where you can choose to be toxic. Don't take the time to flow in love, be love and continue to operate in love. And, and with this, what, what we understand once again is that hurt people hurt people. But in that same breath, heal people can heal people, people that are about love can spread love to others. Does this mean it's easy? Heck no. Does it mean that it'll happen overnight? Absolutely not. But here's my thing. A fool can only act a fool with the fool. So with people who tend to be toxic towards you or people who tend to get under your skin or whatever the case might be, they can only last for so long in those moments off of what you feed them. Right. So if you stop feeding them the toxic piece that they assume you're going to respond under and start feeding them out of a position and a posture of love, 
um, or ignoring their ignorance and rising above, you have now left that fool to act a fool with themselves. And it only takes so long for them to realize that, hey, something's not right because I'm the only one acting a nut in this situation. That's my encouragement for you all. This is the start of back to the basics for the next week where we're talking about dealing with our toxic traits and messiness so that we can evolve and grow into a space of love. And of course, everything that I've gave you today is important because it really is a telltale sign to mental health in two ways, our mental health and then the mental health of those that we come in contact with. And so I think it's so important for us to have this breakdown, right? Because this is the simplification of the mental health piece for this specific conversation, which is what you can expect to get from this new book that I'm getting ready to release. I'm breaking down mental health through different conversation forms and not just generalizing it to mental health, but saying, hey, this is what toxicity looks like when it comes to, hey, are there some things that I need to go back and look at when it comes to my own family tree or my own upbringing and my mental health? And then also saying, hey, is this something that I need to look at when it comes to have I been a part of the anxiety and depression for somebody else? Little things like this, I think that are so powerful and that can really help shape us into being more effective in the conversations and what we do in life as people to help in this world um, and specifically in this world that is um, heavily consumed and operated through our daily mental and emotional. I love you guys and I want to see you win and all you do. Thank you for listening in today. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. What is between the dream? It's the point between our present moment and our promise. I like to call this area the process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan that is meant for your life. I love you guys and I want to see you win. Talk to you soon.